Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Jean. Natalie Jean, yes, it's chatting with Nat. And today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter, producer, Hannah Rudy. Hannah Rudy is a pop singer-songwriter based in Northern Virginia. She's around my neck of the neighborhood. Her sound is a beautiful, warm, and inviting soundscape with relatable lyrics. Her first single, Lazy Boy, was released on August 20th, and it it is a fun, mainstream pop anthem that you can listen to in the car, on a drive, or just relaxing at home. Hannah is an inviting and kind personality that captivates with her warm, confident sound. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Hannah. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm alive in the pandemic. It's um, It's been kind of crazy. So how have you been during this whole pandemic thing? Um, we've been, we've been good. There's certainly been ups and downs, but um, we've been very fortunate so far. That's really good. That's really good. Now, during the pandemic, did you um, do any live streaming at all? I didn't live stream. I mainly devoted a lot of the pandemic to, of course, you know, helping out my family and everything. But um, I really spent a lot of time producing and writing and really trying to get myself primed for when hopefully I could start, um, you know, releasing music and start doing live stuff again. So that's mainly what I focused on. That sounds good. You were busy. I think that uh, it's good to take the time, you know, we had that downtime kind of to be able to do a lot of things that we normally don't do. One of the questions that I like to ask everyone is this, you know, during the pandemic, obviously it's a time for self-reflection. It's a time to decide what we really wanted to do with our lives because the pandemic was, you know, an eye-wide experience. It really made people think about life in general. I know that I have some friends and colleagues uh, that decided to um, pull back on the hours that they work at home, at, at their job because um, they, weren't spending en- they noticed they weren't spending enough time with their children. They were missing out on a lot of things. You know, if you believe in climate change, the animals and the trees, Mother Nature was just like, oh, there's nobody in the street. I can breathe. Um, there are people that actually quit their job. I read an article on people quitting their jobs because they realized they'd rather be happy than, you know, try to make a lot of money in this life. Um, so you as an artist, you take the time to self-reflect on how you want to be perceived. You know, did you rebrand? Did you, did you stay with your brand? I mean, did you really think about, you know, how you want to push your music, how, um, how, you, how you want to be an effective player as a musician? Absolutely. I absolutely did. And I'm glad you asked that question because the pandemic was a big time for self-reflection for me. I had just graduated college. I was actually um, a COVID graduate. 
Um, so I graduated on the comfort of my own couch, which I'm happy to have even graduated at all. So I don't mind. Um, but it was, it was really nice for me to be able to just kind of take the time back after college and staying in this scary time for everyone unknown and just be able to think, what do I actually want to do? And what do I right. want to devote my time and energy to? And for a long time, I guess I was, I was really scared to really be able to put myself out there as an artist. I, as a young kid, I was performing a lot and, um, throughout my you know high school years, I was performing, and then when I went to college, it was it felt kind of daunting because I I went to a music college and everybody was so amazing there. So I um, started to think of myself maybe I should lay low and you know be one of the people in the back and behind the scenes. And then I realized that that's really not what I want to do. I have so much to say. And I really felt that the pandemic gave me a lot of time to be able to clear my head and say, I don't want to be in the back. I want to show people that what I can do and I want them to be able to, um, you know, listen to what I can say because I have so much to say and I, I really feel that it's not beneficial for me to just stay in the back and kind of, I don't know, not really allow people to, relate the way I, I want them to relate. I really want them to be able to see me as me and just me through another artist lens, which right. that can be wonderful for someone else. But for me, I just really felt like it was my calling. I loved it so much. So I thought just why not just do it? So I released and recorded my um, first single and released it very recently. It's called Lazy Boy. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. Awesome. I love that answer. Now, what was it about the music industry that made you gravitate to it? Was it something that you watched? Or was it something that you heard? What gave you that aha or that whoa music? Like you were like, oh my God, music is me. I've just got to do it. Music has been, I guess it's really just been a part of me since I was quite a little a baby. I was my dad's a guitarist. He got his degree in music. He didn't pursue it professionally past that, um, but he's an amazing guitarist, and we spent a lot of time that I cherish and love that we performed together and played together, um, as well as my grandmother when I was, I guess I was about two years old. Um, we used to go on walks, and she would teach me folk songs, and it was it was really amazing for me to be able to realize my true love for music I I didn't just see it as a hobby I didn't I it was a way of life for me I didn't wake up in the morning without thinking what am I going to sing today what am I going to feel today through music that's that was my way of communication and I I love it so much great um how would you describe your music um it's definitely it's mainstream pop with a sort of it's a unique angle on it so it's um mainstream pop with there's different um chordal elements like you can sometimes hear and because i've only released one song it's kind of hard to um, hear all of the things that i'm saying right. through that one song through the other songs that i've written there's some jazzy elements in it um i used to be a classical vocalist so there's a lot of kind of <laughs> a little bit of a throwback to that um, okay in my voice um, and it does have some, definitely some indie 
uh, some dark pop in it as well. So I, I guess it's a little bit eclectic, but it does kind of fit in the mainstream pop for the most part. Awesome. Um, how important is it for you to be perceived as an authentic artist? And when I say authentic, um, that the the stuff that you write or the way that you perform is perceived as the real you. I think it's very important to me because while there are so many other artists that are amazing and I look up to them, I don't want to be seen as just, you know, copying them or um, just trying to be them. I, I don't want that. As much as I look up to them and I'm inspired by them, I want to take what um, I'm inspired by from them and mm-hmm. take it into me. I want it to be through my voice, my lens. I want it to be through my experiences, where I am in my life, because I might not be in the point in my life that they are. I want it to seem as though it's coming from my life. And I feel um, that I am on the way to doing that. But like I said, with one song out, it's kind of hard to really show a in-depth kind of point of view. But I'm hoping with the next few releases that it's going to be shaping a really clear lens. Yeah, no, I definitely definitely believe that it will. Um, Because you have time, we all have time to... um, put out great music and let everybody see and hear who we are as artists. Which artist, dead and alive, would you want to perform or collaborate with? I love, um, I think I would say Charlie Puth. Um, Charlie love Puth, because, what'd you say? I said love him. Charlie Puth, um, I just looked up to at such a young age. He actually went to the same um college as I did and I just I we all kind of idolized him and I watched a lot of his interviews and his creative process and his style is just so fluid to me it feels so authentic and goofy and fun and something about that the way that he expresses himself Mm -hmm. although it's it's very mainstream pop there's something about it that it's so catching and Striking that once you hear a melody, you can't walk away without thinking that's Charlie Puth. Or if I hear a melody just playing in a coffee shop and I don't know the artist, I don't mm-hmm. know, I can hear, wow, that might be Charlie Puth. And normally right. I'm right. So I think it's really authentic, fun stuff. Now, is there anybody dead you would have liked to have performed or written with? Ella Fitzgerald, for sure, 100%. Um, And I know that's very different from the style that I'm talking about now, but she was somebody that I idolized as a kid and really just listening to old-time jazz. My dad plays blues guitar and just listening to how music evolved, epitome of this beautiful, rich, warm, jazzy sound. I would have lost it if I was able to sing with her, just sit in a room with her and just kind of pick her brain and just just try and understand where she comes from. And it was, for me, listening to her as a kid, it was 
so it was like a different world. You'd sit on your bed and you'd put her on and you would be transported with her warm tone. It was like, I don't know, it was like something I'd never heard before when I first heard her. My love for Gerald is, um, is and was an amazing vocal. Um, I mean, and she conveyed every emotion in her singing. That's what I love about her. I mean, my first love is jazz. That's mm-hmm. what I grew up on. I love jazz music. I think jazz is actually the heart, one of the hardest genres because the jazz genre, they don't, it seems like it doesn't evolve so much. It's like they, they have a standard and you have to do it that way. Although I did my own thing with it. Um, but uh, I love Ella Fitzgerald and Etta James, um, all those people. And I, I personally, if I could have um, sang or written with somebody, it would have been probably um, Nina Simone. Um, just because oh, that would have been amazing. She like stood for everything. She's like she didn't want people to say anything when she performed. And I'm just I'm like that. I mean, you can clap, you can do all that stuff, but she really wanted people to see what she was capable of. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I won't if when I perform, I won't perform in places that have um, television sets and so all that stuff. I really want to perform, and I really want people to enjoy my performance. It's really important for me. So I like your choices. Your cho- choices are fantastic. Um, what is your process for songwriting and how do you deal with writer's block? Yeah. Um, so my creative process is pretty much, I really am a melody girl. So I like to, uh, melody is my main thing. That's the one thing that comes to me the easiest. So I'll kind of sit down, um, and maybe I'm walking around that day. I hear this kind of melody in my head. So I'm just recorded in my phone really quickly and then I'll, I'll go back to that melody and kind of sit down and flesh it out a little bit. Then what I like to do is I'll record it on my mic, on um, my DAW, and then I'll do just a really short, probably maybe 8-bar or 16-bar instrumental, so maybe like a, a guitar or piano uh, instrumental to it. And then I'm okay. going to mute the vocals, and then I kind of top-line over that because I feel top-lining for me feels so natural it feels like it just comes out of me. Wherever the instrumental comes, I just okay. feel like it just pulls out of me. So I, I just play with the uh, melody and lyrics over that instrumental a lot, and then it, it just kind of comes to, and I record that. So it's very much DAW-centered. Um, with writer's block, I, I used to have a big problem with writer's block, and it was, really overwhelming and it, it was frustrating so basically with writer writer's block I decided one day and I was talking to one of my teachers and she was trying to help me through um, writer's block and she said to me look Hannah what you need to do is you need to take every day maybe five minutes in the morning and you need to write just write continuously and not have anything interrupt you try and have your own space and try not to be interrupted with any other thoughts of the day and just write for five to 10 minutes every day and then continue doing it for a few months. And after that, I can truly say that I haven't had the amount of writer's block that I used to have 10 to one. Like I used to be so frustrated, but writing is, it's a a muscle. So once she told me that it clicked, 
So I said, okay, I'm going to do this every single day for a few months. And I did. And I've never had writer's block like I used to. It just flows out of me because I just didn't let myself get to that mental block that I used to. Because I realized not everything that I write has to be perfect. It doesn't matter. It just has to flow naturally. And when it does, when it's great, that's great. But when it's not, don't be frustrated and stop that. Because then later it gets in my mind that I might, maybe now I'm not able to write as well as I used to be able to or whatever. Now I'm just kind of trying to be free about it and just forget about what I just continually think about myself because I used to judge myself so much. But now I think, I don't care. I don't care if what I write sucks. I don't care if it's amazing. I don't care until afterwards, until I'm in the editing stage. Because if I critique myself and edit myself in the creative stage, I get nowhere. So I realize, forget about it. I'm just not going to. So that's pretty much it, I guess. No, that's a great attitude to have um, because, you know, this music um, process of ours is hard at times. And I kudos to you to, for practicing that way. I I haven't gotten that down pat. Um, just the other day I had to write a song. It was like I had to go to the music producers the next day. It was midnight. And I'm still staring at the screen. And I was trying to... I was trying to write a holiday song and I was like, well, it has to be like this. And I'm like, no, it doesn't, you know, and it's going to be a country Americana song. And, you know, I was just trying to stick to the regular way of doing things. And I'm like, why am I trying to do this? I should just do it the way that I want to do it and project out. And once I decided to do it that way, then the words just flowed onto the screen. I like to throw words like even in a notebook or even on the screen and stuff like that and pick and choose I'd like to try to use words that people don't normally use just to have a little variation in there. But I get it. Um, this whole writing process, sometimes I will just sit at the screen and just stare at it. And then I just walk away and I'm like, okay, it's not, it's not flowing right now, but it's going to come eventually. And then when, it, when I let Absolutely. go, it works. Absolutely. I agree so much. I, I used to get so hung up on every little thing and, just thinking about the outcome. They asked for a song like this. What if it's not right. that? So it's, I completely get where you're coming from. And it's so frustrating sometimes. But Amen. It's so frustrating. But, you know, we get through it. We do Absolutely. our thing. Um, so that's phenomenal. I mean, writer, writer's block is an ugly thing, too. Um, it's just ugly. So we're going to play your song, Lazy Boy. Tell us what that's about. So Lazy Boy really is, I guess, an ode to just um, having fun and just, like I kind of was talking about before, like letting go and just, it's really about just being with someone and not caring where you go, not kind of sticking to any specific plan. Because like I said, I used to be, I used to be the to-do list girl. I used to be planning. So I just thought, you know what? This time I'm not. So Lazy Boy is just kind of a fun um, anthem to pop pretty much, I guess. All right. We're going to have a word from our sponsor and then we'll play it. 
Hi, this is Nikki Chris, and I host a podcast called Mixin' It. Mixin' It focuses on women in the music, entertainment, and the performing arts. Our goal is to provide an avenue for industry veterans and up-and-coming artists, musicians, engineers, and producers to showcase their talent. Listen to Mixin' It on Monday Music Madness at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sim Radio Network. You know me better than all of the rest So many fish in the sea, but I don't need a next Road tripping for hours, it makes me forget How your smile gets me so out of breath In the You know, I could hear your music in um, 
TV shows. You should really look into, once you get settled and everything and blah, 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 you should get into, um, try to get into sync licensing. Um, I have this. been I've been looking into that and that looks so amazing to me. Sync and licensing it's so I feel like it would be such a fun avenue to go down. Yeah. I started thinking about going down that avenue myself and starting to really, you know, look at the shows that I like and thinking about songs that could work uh with those uh shows. So yeah, definitely. Um I'm supposed to send somebody else some of that information. Um, so um, I can always send you um, the different places that you can send your uh, music to because um, there's so many. I would appreciate that so much. It's it's a lot of work. There are a lot of places, but I think it's worth it, you know, to just submit your stuff because you just never know um, where your, your song can end up in. Um, I, had this, yeah. I had this one girl that I um, – interviewed and she really liked this song atypical on netflix and she wrote a song for it and then she dm'd the producer on i think on instagram and the the producer absolutely loved it and put it in the show so you just never know how that's going to turn out for you and if you have that voice that gift that um you know where people could listen to you and and really love your song and it can be great in the film, television, or commercial, you should go for it. Because, you know, streaming is great, but as you all know, streaming is not where we're making our money. (laughs) No, it is not. Streaming is, it is a hard world. It is hard. Yes, it's definitely hard, not making money. So where artists are truly making money is like if you're gigging and you're touring and you have merch, you're definitely going to make money that way. But when it comes to the whole um, trying to become a millionaire? No, that's not how it's going to happen. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so I'll have to send you that stuff because it's uh, it's 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 very helpful. Now, what do you love about being an artist? I I love the way that I'm able to express myself, just unapologetically, just be myself. Because, like I said before, I. I was myself and I wasn't, you know, I really wasn't holding back, but I guess I wasn't just expressing everything that I felt. And through artistry, I feel like more than words, I'm able to talk about uh, political stuff. I'm able to talk about women's rights in a way that people that are, you know, sometimes would be, eh, you know, I don't want to listen. It's too polarizing or whatever. See it in a different light because, oh, now it's pretty, but they're still listening to the issues. They're still listening to what actually matters, but it's bow tie in a prettier format that it's more palatable to people, and I feel like it's more able to reach farther, which to me means a lot because I know that so many things and so many things in our world that we might be people shouldn't talk about or whatever they say, um, in art, people right. see it no matter what. No matter what their opinion is, they see it. Even if they hate it or not, they're going to see it. So that, that to me, feels so good. Being able to be an artist and write a song about, like, the abortion bans now, which are frightening, um, and really have people see it, which right. I think is so important. Um, 
I like that you touch on the political and all that stuff. Yeah, as artists, we should be able to talk about and sing about anything that we want because music is such, it's a power. It's like a superpower mm-hmm. that we have because it can move mountains. It can heal. It's the one place, and a lot of people know this, that everybody can get along. I mean, because it's, it's music. We're all dancing yeah. and listening to the same thing. We're all having a good time. There's no need for any other type of crazy vibe um it's just it's an amazing tool to make a difference i mean people right. can listen to us when they're crying or they're happy or they're sad they're mad and stuff like that um and what the world what i've learned over time during the pandemic because i had a lot of downtime to be able to uh, i listen to the web, uh, webinars and conferences that people are craving the authentic the authentic artist mm-hmm. in regards to like tiktok they said the people that gravitate to um, the videos the most are the authentic videos, authentic people doing regular things, because these are goals that people can attain to. It's like when they see artists, they're like, oh, that's really cute. But the thing is, they, they don't believe they can attain that. They don't believe they can right. be there. But when they listen to the artist that's authentic, they feel like, oh, my gosh, I could call up this person and this person will really get me because based on the lyrics that they're singing or the lyrics that they're writing, they're just amazing. And they, they just can, they feel like they can be close to you. And that's what a lot right. of people are craving. You know what I mean? I agree. Absolutely. And especially the, the beauty standards and so many artists, um, and not as a pointing finger or anything like that, but um, that so many people see those artists and think, wow, I could never look like them. I know so many times I've thought, wow, I could never look like that person. But then I, I have to think and realize that it's not just them making themselves look like that. It's a team of people. That's so right. it's sometimes really hard to get out of your head that that's not just normal, you know? Exactly. It isn't, it isn't normal. And we, you know, as artists, we can start singing about those kind of things, about beauty and you know, beauty comes in all kinds of different forms and that you don't have to look a certain way to be to be beautiful or, you know, to please the world. And I think we're advancing towards that direction in our world. Um, slowly but surely, we're going to get there. Now, I'm going to play your song, Air Supply. Tell me what that's about. It's really about, um, it's about relying on someone so much that it feels like when they leave or something like that, that you lose a part of you. And I truly wrote it about um, originally about one of my family members and it it just kind of evolved. So it um, kind of went a little bit of another direction, but that's where I was starting at, at the beginning. All right.
just, and they, it, all he does during that time is TikTok. Now, it's worked for him because he has over 30,000 um, followers now, but right. you, you have to have some definite, you know, time to be dedication to be able to do that. Also, it's not just that. You have to come up with ideas. Because it can't be the same oh, thing. God, as, yeah. I mean, I've, I've posted stuff with my music, I've, with my kittens in it, doing stupid little things here and there. And there's stuff that I'm <laughs> thinking about doing. But every time I sit down, I'm not going to do it. Something else pops up for me to do. So then I, you know, then it goes back to the back end. Um, and, I, and I think that what people don't realize is that this music business, it's hard. You are the investment. And so it's a 24-7 job. Um, where you're trying to promote, trying to get people to listen to your music, trying to get, you know, people just to watch you, hear you say something, you know, just to be seen and heard. It's so much harder. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's so much harder than anyone really can think unless they do it because you're writing the music, you're working on the music, then you're promoting it, you're playing it, you're posting and videos and it's just... I love it, but it sometimes can be like a hamster wheel. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. What is the one thing you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Um, one thing I wish I would have known is, I guess it's really not something that I would have known. It would have been something that I, like, I wish I would have thought, um, is just don't care about what other people think and I know that's such a cliche thing that everyone says but I mean it yeah yep really got into my head you yes <laughs> yep that I hate when I'm thinking about I'm breathing down my own neck right think, wow what I'm doing is not good what I'm doing no one will like well you know what I don't care what they'll like this is what I'm doing and how I'm expressing myself and I know that there will be some people that agree with me as well and want to support me and there'll be also some people that don't and I don't care I only care about what my art is and the people that support me and want me to continue and that is the best attitude to have I tell people this all the time you know when I first started out you know I was really shy and I was like oh my god I'm never going to be able to get on the stage. How am I going to sing in front of people? Oh, my God. And I did it at one of my first CD uh, release parties, and I was nervous. But then I started to get into it, and then I started not to care. You know, and people think that that's weird. You just don't care what people think. But the thing is, you know that what you're going to give your audience, your fans or whatever, is the best of who you are. So if, if you have that mindset, you don't have to care what people think. And the fact that music is subjective. Like you said, there are people that are going to love your music. There are people that are not going to love it. You can put your your songs in one songwriting contest and win. You can put it in something else and it won't win. It's okay. The most important thing is that you love your music. If you can't put your song on repeat and listen to it a hundred times over, don't put it out. This is what I tell people. I can listen to my music on repeat. I can I don't have a problem with that because anything that I put out, I have to put out what I love. You are the most important person when it comes to 100%. 
and you can't, you know, and then and then they're, they're, they're going to be haters. There are people just hate to hate. You know what I mean? They will try to yeah. drag you down. And you yourself have to know, you know what, I'm doing my thing. That's an issue that you have with yourself, but I'm going to do my thing. I don't have to worry about you. So, yes, you're 100% right. 100%. And what the haters don't know is that I was a worse hater than them to myself. So whatever <laughs> they say, they could never be as hurtful as I was to myself. Yourself. So you know what? I just don't care what you could say. Amen to that. Right on. Right on. Now, what is a quote or message that you like to use for yourself to push yourself? If you want. I would say just keep on going. Just keep on going no matter what. Because some days you may feel just horrible and I have those days sometimes more often than I'd like, and I just sometimes in the back of my mind think, should I do this? And no, just keep on going because it will be worth it in the end. That's right. I love that. Um, What advice, what other advice would you give your younger self if you could? I would say to my younger self that, I should, I should practice more. Um, <laughs> that would be one thing. And also, like I said before, um, don't care what other people think is, I think, a big one. Yep. That's, that's a, that would be a major one for myself. I would hammer it into my younger self's head. So you better mm-hmm. listen ever care about what people think because they're going to, they, they themselves have their own motives. You know, as, and, it, and it's weird to say just because we're in um, an industry where people will critique your music and stuff like that. And I think you can listen to people's observations. You can listen to um, what they they might change or something, blah, blah, blah. But at the end, it's your decision. If somebody's trying to change who you are as an artist, I definitely don't think that people should do that. I think you should be who you are. Stay true to you yourself as an artist you know I had some I posted a song one of my favorite songs online and the guy was just like well I would have made the piano louder or done this I said but you don't get it this song is about the the lyrics it's not necessarily about the music it's that they're different dynamics to music like when I listen to music right now I listen to the lyrics more than anything else I'm like wow wow how did they think of putting those words together oh this is beautiful oh this is quirky oh this is different um because lyrics have, you know, you can have instrumental compositions, obviously, that can emote so, so much emotions. But when you have lyrics and music, I tend to want to hear what the artist has to say and how are they saying it. Um, so, yeah, so, so it's all about staying true to who you are and not, uh, not letting anybody try to defeat you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Hannah, it's been, I've had a wonderful time listening to your music, um, learning more about you. Um, I can't wait to hear the rest of what you're going to do and any music videos you do. And um, later this month, I'll try to send you the information on the sync and licensing thing, because I think you think you truly have a gift and it needs to be heard. Thank you so much. It's been so wonderful talking to you and I'm, Really excited to hear about the licensing and sync. I think that'll be really amazing. Yep, you got it. All right, everybody. 
And this was Chatting with Nat. And this was singer-songwriter producer Hannah Rudy. You can find her everywhere. Just Google her. Um, she's on Instagram. She's on in t- TikTok. But then again, you can just Google. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.